You're listening to the Hire Through Retire podcast with Voya's Bill Harmon, tackling all things from 401ks to HSAs and everything in between. We're talking to the best and brightest in the industry to bring you the latest in benefits, savings, and investment trends in the workplace. Come along with us on our journey to help all Americans become well-planned, well-invested, and well-protected. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Hire Through Retire podcast. I'm your host, Bill Harmon, and thank you so much for joining me here today. You know, it is spring, and final, whatever part of the country you're in, I'm sure you are ready to help really be two feet into spring. And, you know, spring's uh, a season where everything's fresh, maybe fresh ideas. And, you know, that really lines up with this topic that we're going to talk about today because it's one that's gained a lot of interest and attraction from our own clients. So we thought there'd be no better uh, way to take this opportunity to share with our uh, podcast audience as well. The topic that we're going to discuss is closing the benefits and savings gaps to improve financial outcomes for a diverse workforce. And we've done some pioneering research here at Voya with the support of our clients to get some really valuable insights and opportunities that we'd like to share with you today. So joining me for the discussion are Tom Armstrong, a familiar voice if you're a fan of our podcast. Tom leads customer insight and analytics at Voya and also heads up our Behavioral Finance Institute. We also have Carol Mendoza, and Carol's the VP of Benefits here at Voya. Tom and Carol are going to share more about this research, which really took a look at some of our largest plan sponsors that we support to get a better understanding about how employees from different ethnic and racial groups think feel and act when it comes to saving for retirement. So Tom, Carol, welcome. I'm really excited to have you here today to talk about this great topic. Thank you for having me. Thanks for welcoming me back to the podcast, Bill. And I'm actually really excited to be here with uh, our friend Carol too. Thank you. Likewise. So let's start with you, Tom. I know data and research. I mean, I think you have tattoos saying data and research as like many people do. But I know it's near and dear to your heart, but, but why don't you share with us some background about this particular research effort, what the goals were, and how it came to be to gaining some insights from our own clients? Sure. Thanks, Bill. And you made me laugh. I'm not sure if I have data tattoos, but that might be something. <laughs> oh, to oh you don't? Know, okay. I shouldn't presume. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, the, the impetus for the research actually is, is one that came out of Voya's purpose statement, which is together we fight for everyone's opportunity for a better financial future. And, you know, I think for me, one of the operative words of our our purpose statement is everyone. Uh, We're not just fighting for a few, we're not just fighting for some, we're really looking to help all of the employees uh, that we serve with their unique backgrounds and needs and goals. And, you know, ultimately the reason why we did this research is we wanted to provide our employers, um, starting with Voya and and Carol here uh, as the Voya representative, right, with a new lens to help all of our employers see their people fully, so that we can design more prescriptive solutions and and really help all the all the the folks that we're here to serve. So I think that was the mission. You know, we did start out by partnering with Carol to get our own data on our own plan, and then use some samples of that data to go talk to employers that we could provide them with this new lens if we could get get data from them uh, that would help us uh, give them that more clear picture. So that's really how it started. And, and we're excited to be on this journey together. We're certainly not done. That's great. And so let's turn it to you, Carol. So Tom mentioned that Voya's own plan was a key part of the analysis and data and really was kind of at the very beginning to see if we could then take that to our customers. So can you tell us a little bit more about what you were hoping to get out of this analysis when Tom approached you? 
As Tom said, it's very focused on Boya's purpose. Historically, we've looked at things like um, wealth equity across genders and compensation levels. I think some employers who are interested in equity have gotten that data in the past, but this was a new way of looking at our data, uh, pulling in potential disparities with racial and ethnic groups in wealth. So we can't help to address those disparities if we don't know what they are. So this was a terrific opportunity to understand those those differences. So let's dig into it. So Tom, you mentioned uh, some of the specific measures you were looking at within the analysis, specific to health, plan health, uh, engagement, financial wellness. When it comes to plan health specifically, what are some of the things that you learned when considering participation um, and savings rates within the plans? Yeah, so first we started with um, studying a a really wide cross-section of data. We had over 163,000 employees that we analyzed their data for and and across a number of different employers that that did provide us with that ethnicity data. And um, sadly, what we found was that we did see lower participation as well as lower savings rates within some of the communities that we serve, specifically the Black, African-American, Hispanic, and Latina populations. We saw lower participation and and balances and savings rates, even when we controlled for salary. I think there was a sense that, well, you know, maybe there's a this is a function of salary and we're not paying people enough. But even when we looked at uh, within the the different salary cohorts, uh, we still saw saw these gaps. We also saw lower match utilization and higher incidence of hardships and loans within those groups. So we certainly have some work to do, but again, now that we have the data, we and the employers that we're supporting and working with really are, are digging in and we're trying to take action. And I will say we found some bright spots and solutions to closing for some of those gaps that, that I can just discuss uh, in, a, in a moment. Well, that'd be great. I'm sure the audience really wanna know now that you've found the gaps, well, what can we do about it and did it work? Turning over to you, Carol, you know, one thing we found from this research is, is that as employers focus on recruitment and retention, it's a very competitive labor market, that DEI programs can help increase diverse hiring. Is there anything you learned from what you found, uh, what was found here in this analysis that you would recommend to employers to help consider helping with their specific DEI recruiting efforts? Yeah, I think it's really important to be honest about gaps in wealth equity and how we're addressing those gaps is really compelling to the market. It also drove us to enhance benefits that are attractive to the market, like adding student loan reimbursement to help those who have crippling student loan debt address that so that they can then contribute more to their retirement accounts. But I think the the most important thing is that addressing wealth equity is the right thing to do. And it's an important message to all of our candidates, especially diverse candidates, but to all candidates. So, Tom, you started off, I want to talk to both Tom, you and Carol, but let, let's kind of think about what we learned from it. You mentioned that you found the data, there are some alarming data in there, but there were some things that, you know, that we could do to address it and address it pretty quickly. So one in particular, let's talk about auto features specifically for a minute. We've all seen research suggesting that auto enrollment and then auto escalation are powerful tools to help not only get participants into a plan and saving, but also to make sure that they're kind of increasing that engagement, increasing their savings rate. So Tom, 
why don't we start with you? And if you could share a little bit about what you found here uh, within the analysis. And then, Carol, if you could share your perspective after that about how employers might consider this for their own practice. Sure. Yeah. So to start out, auto features, um, and we saw this you know, before we pulled all of this data together, that they really work at a macro level in terms of driving plan health. But the, the really interesting thing, and for me, a really cool thing was that we saw auto features really help to close gaps between ethnicities here as well. So in addition to improving plan health more broadly, auto features actually, we believe, are, are somewhat of a secret sauce in terms of making sure that we can start to close some of the, the gaps that we did observe in participation and, and other key metrics. So for example, for plans that didn't utilize automatic enrollment within our data set, only about 31% of the Black African-American employees were actually participating in those plans. And that compares to 49% of their white peers, which ultimately represents an 18 percentage point variance, right? The difference between 49% for whites and 31% for Black African-Americans. I think the good news, though, is when we look at automatic enrollment plans, not only do we see higher rates, but we see that gap close significantly. So with automatic enrollment plans, we saw 87% of Black African-American employees participating in the plan versus 90% uh, for their white peers, which is only a three percentage point variance. So still something we want to close for, right? We're not going to give up and say 3% is great, but certainly a, a much smaller variance than, than where we see in those uh, non-automatic enrollment plans. We, so we not only see, I'll say three times greater participation rate for automatic enrollment plans for Black African-American employees as an example, but then we see very little gaps uh, versus their peers when we institute these auto features. So they're really, really powerful when we think about um, just putting in some foundational plan design changes that can really help our employees. And Carol, maybe what did you uh, find and any, anything you could help the audience with? Sure. A, a couple of things that we have in place today at Voya. Um, we do auto enrollment in the 401k plan at 3% after 60 days. We're fortunate that many of our employees already elect up to 6% where they get the full match before we get to auto enrollment. But this auto enrollment ensures that inertia doesn't prevent employees from getting the most they can out of the retirement plan. We also have auto escalation in place, so a 1% increase in the savings rate on the anniversary of plan participation. And then something I know that the city of Milwaukee has done that we're also considering is re-enrollment, auto re-enrollment, so that those who didn't participate in the past might get a nudge to participate in the future. That is great. And and boy, those numbers are just um, so impressive, Tom, to go ahead and narrow the gap, but even to take it from a 39% participation rate up to 87. Phenomenal, just to get that going. And then now we can even address just that three percentage point difference, but we took it down from 18% of a, a gap. In addition to the groups that um, you mentioned already today, we also know that women and the special needs community also need greater financial care and attention as these communities continue to face challenges such as income gaps, career interruptions due to family caregiving responsibilities, added health considerations, name a few. These items, they're, they're what impacts the ability to build wealth and achieve financial wellness. So do you have any insight that you found within these groups, Tom? 
So we did study um, some gender differences and um, within the data set, we did see that women are generally uh, have even lower participation rates versus their male uh, counterparts across the ethnicities with both lower participation, lower savings rates, and just more so, I guess, within those underserved communities. So, you know, I think the good news there, though, again, is that with auto features, we tended to close gaps, the gender gap as well. And so I think we did see some of those differences, but again, uh, it, it struck us that um, auto features are also closing for across the gender gaps, not just ethnicity. Unfortunately, on the special needs community, we just don't have a lot of data, Bill. And, and this is something that I would encourage our entire audience listening. Let's continue to work together in the financial services industry as an employer to get more data, because I think we would love to get data from our employers uh, that we support and quite frankly, more broadly, for who might be caring for um, someone with a special need and, and someone in that special needs community so that we can help to include that in the analysis in the future. Um, so I, I guess it's my friendly plea for more data along with the tattoos that I might be getting uh, in the <laughs> near future. Carol, do you have anything you wanted to add? Yeah, I, I agree. Um, data, data, data. Both on the, the health side and the wealth side, the, the more that you can um, look at and scrub your data so that you understand where there are gaps, the, the better opportunity you have to address potential issues. And it goes back to one of the first things you said, Tom, everyone. And so if there are different communities that have different challenges, boy, the, what can we do collectively to address those, any of those hindrances, challenges, you know, whatever it might be in plan design, like we've just talked about is a great one. Tom, Carol, I, I want to thank you again, as this really is pioneering research that many employers and advisors can consider in discussions to help these diverse groups of individuals. And with that, maybe we can leave with one final thought for our listeners. If we were to summarize the research with a few proven action steps that plan sponsors can take to help narrow the retirement savings gaps experienced by diverse employee populations, what would they be? Tom? It's going to be hard for me to summarize in one, but uh, maybe maybe humor me with uh, two or three thoughts. So first, foundationally, as we discussed, auto features, re-enrollment, auto escalation, they really work. Um, not just to broadly improve, you know, employee retirement outcomes for for the employer-sponsored retirement plans, but also to help close gaps between ethnicity and gender. Where automatic enrollment isn't always possible, whether it's because of, um, you know, state legislation or expense or whatever it might be, I would say then make sure you're working with these communities, whether it's an ERG or a council, there's an opportunity to engage your employees or all of the employees that we support in a dialogue about how to overcome these challenges and working to really help together to close these gaps that we're seeing across the community. And then the final thing I would just say is, is a tip to consider, language and messaging really matters. In fact, we did some behavioral finance research last year with Steve Shu at Cornell University and a couple other folks um, on our BFI uh, team and BFI Institute here at Voya that showed that we could close gaps in savings rates by just reframing the way we ask someone to enroll as pennies per dollar instead of percent, for example. And so I think auto features are certainly key building blocks, but then we want to talk to the audience, understand their needs, understand where they are, and then speak to them in terms that really relate to them. And if we can do that with some creative language even, or creative reframing of what are more traditional industry jargon, 
we may actually have a chance at really helping to um, serve all of those those employees uh, and meet them where they are. That's great. The pennies per dollar is really fascinating research and how people react to that because it's just so more so much more real. Carol, do you have any thoughts to add? Sure. Um, just to piggyback on what Tom was saying about talking in terms that employees understand. I do think it's important to analyze the data, but also understand what's driving discrepancies. So, you know, maybe a decade or two ago, we would talk to employees about cutting their Starbucks habit. If you don't get your Starbucks every day, then you could save more money. Well, I think that could be a little insulting to people who are concerned about student loan debt or putting food on the table. So if we understand what's causing gaps in savings rates, as an example, we can better address those gaps. And the example I had with our different savings rate, we determined that we we should help with student loans because that was a, a real concern. So finding not only the gaps, but what's driving those gaps can help us to address them. That's fantastic. And and thank you so much. Tom, Carol, great insights today. I really appreciate you being here. Thank you. Thanks for having us, Bill. Yeah, it was great. I also want to thank our listeners. This is certainly a topic that we are planning to revisit and hope to do more research, um, as you heard Tom say. So I certainly encourage you to come back here for some further insight and tips uh, to take back to your own practices. Thank you so much for joining us today. Stay well. This information is provided by Voya for your education only. Neither Voya nor its representatives offer tax or legal advice. Any opinions expressed within do not necessarily reflect those of the Voya family of companies or its representatives and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. Please consult your tax or legal advisor before making a tax-related investment or insurance decision.